This podcast is sponsored by Kingsdown Meadow, located in beautiful Kent countryside. New homes available. Search Serenity Parks. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Oliver Kemp. Thank you for downloading this podcast on Wednesday the 17th of February. Hope you're doing okay despite the dreary wet weather. Our top story today, only a quarter of the coronavirus tests that have come back positive following surge testing in Maidstone have been checked for the South African variant. Nearly 10,000 samples were collected at the start of this month after teams went door to door to try and find any more cases. We know around 400 people in the ME15 postcode tested positive for COVID-19 during the drive, and of the 100 so far analysed, no variant has been found. But that still leaves hundreds of tests waiting to be sequenced. Maidstone Council leader Martin Cox says the government needs to step up. If Mr Hancock is asking districts to continue to do the surge testing, I would hope he would have checked that he has the capacity to actually deliver the results. Of the 25% of the tests that have come back, no South African variants have been detected. Are you really asking the government to step up here because you feel you've done your part and they haven't really done theirs so far? I would like to remind the government that they need to keep their end of the bargain up. Let's hope that they can back up what they're going to give out in that roadmap. We need to have it. Particularly for people in Maidstone who've been carrying out having these tests done, is this not going to create some anxiety? I mean, uh, you mentioned there about around 400 positive results, but obviously they haven't all been sequenced. Isn't there a danger that there is the South African variant spreading? Well, I think that's where we are. We now have people that were told they were positive tests and they could be going out now and they haven't been told that it is a South African variant, if indeed it is. But I know that the people of Maidstone on the whole, have been doing what they've been asked because we understand complying, helping to carry out the rules that we've been given will be the only way out of this. A Kent man who claimed he had COVID-19 and spat at a parking warden has been convicted. Graeme Swinborne had admitted common assault after targeting the Gravesham Borough Council enforcement officer last July. Body cam footage of the attack was played in court. Thank you. Listen, I have corona. I'm getting a police around. Come, the police is coming. Immediately I call the police, you see? Step back. The 39-year-old from Manor Forstall in New Ash Green has been given a 12-month community order and ordered to observe a 7pm to 7am curfew for three months. Kent Online News. Elsewhere today, a petition against plans to make people pay £3.50 to drive from Kent into Bexley and Bromley has been signed by more than 25,000 people. The Mayor of London's being urged to reconsider proposals for the Greater London Boundary Charge. Labour's shadow leader of Dartford Council, Sasha Gosin, says many wouldn't be able to avoid the charge. We have not agreed with this stance at all. We understand why Sadiq Khan may be looking at this, as he's looking at increasing fares in London, looking at selling assets. He has to try and raise the money because the government hasn't been subsidising them, as, he, as the government have been doing for private com- rail companies. But when it came to TfL, they haven't su- supported them at all, really. So we understand that, but here in Dartford, we can't support that because it's just going to affect daily lives of people getting on in Dartford. So 
so that we have people who go to see relatives, who go to work, who have businesses, who come from outside of London into here and outside as well. So it's a lot of things going on and we cannot, we cannot, we cannot just turn around and say, yes, we understand why it's happening, so we agree with it. We would ask that Sadiq Khan looks at something else. Just tell our viewers about how important the route is from Dartford into places like Bromley and into Bexley. For some people, you stand on the border, you could be charged just to drop your kids off at school. Literally, people from Dartford have um, go, go and take their kids to school in Bexley, in Crayford. That's right on our border. So literally, you only have to go down the road and then you're in Crayford. A lot of people from Dartford go and shop in the main Sainsbury's in Crayford because it's the bigger one. They even got Nando's. I know it sounds small, but people like that, you know. So the people don't want to be paying out more money for something that's literally on their doorstep. Sadiq Khan has previously said the extra fee wouldn't be needed if the government allowed them to keep and reinvest money paid by Londoners in vehicle excise duty. The Kent Online Podcast with Serenity Parks. More of our top stories today. A 79-year-old man has died following a crash on the M2 which caused long delays for drivers. A woman was also taken to hospital with injuries after two cars collided on the coastbound carriageway near Bluebell Hill yesterday. A lorry was damaged from the debris and the motorway was closed for several hours. Investigators are keen to speak to witnesses or anyone with dashcam footage. The family of a little girl from Maidstone are trying to raise another £100,000 in just four months to get her a potentially life-saving cancer vaccine. Four-year-old Nellie Rose Cullerton is undergoing treatment for stage four neuroblastoma, but there's a high chance it could return in the future. They want to take her to New York to get a vaccine and have already raised more than £80,000. You can read more about that at kentonline.co.uk. And have you seen a shark's head anywhere recently? It's an odd question, granted, but it's for a reason, because a search is underway for a sculpture of a shark's head, which has been stolen from outside a Kent pub. It's gone missing from the Bedford in Tunbridge Wells, and detectives are urging anyone with information to come forward. Sport now, and it's feared more Kent football teams might have to put players and staff on furlough unless they get extra funding. Maidstone United, Tunbridge Angels and Dover Athletic have already taken drastic measures as National League clubs vote on whether to continue the season. The chairman of Tunbridge Angels Football Club has been telling us why they've had to put all their players and staff on furlough. It's purely financial. We inform the league that probably by the end of February, we'd be in severe financial problems and we would probably not be able to commit ourselves to play any more fixtures after that time. Um, the manager and I have had a long, long discussion about how we go forward and it was decided that furloughing players was the best way forward. The players are very understanding, but it's been very unsettling for them. Um, this whole uncertainty of are we going to be able to play? Can't we play? They were asked to take a pay cut, which most of them have agreed to. Um, now we're talking about furloughing. Now, this is all happening within a couple of weeks. So it's a, a very fluid situation that we find ourselves in. And it's not a situation which is, is good for anybody. Maidstone and Tunbridge are now asking players to play for free. But if you listen to yesterday's podcast, you'll know Dover are refusing to take part in any more games, which could land them with a fine. Fred Atkins has written a book about Maidstone United. He's not happy with how the situation's been handled. Well, it's a festival of ineptitude. I mean, they are just um, clowns. To give a club no option but to face sanction, whichever option they choose, just sums up the level of incompetence that 
has been the hallmark of the way the whole thing is, has been handled. It should never have come to this. And I think the reason it did come to this was basically because both the government and the National League didn't anticipate the second wave of COVID. They all thought that three months' money was going to be enough, but it clearly isn't going to be enough to get everybody through, say, six months, nine months. No one knows when the supporters are going to be allowed back in. And Gillingham have slipped to 15th in the League One table after a 3-1 defeat at home to Peterborough United. The Jills were 1-0 up at the break, but the visitors scored three goals in the second half. Boss Steve Evans says he won't be too hard on his squad. The first half was great, it was bubbly. Um, we got the goal from the penalty. I think possibly we should have had penalty early in the game as well when it was a very similar challenge. Didn't give up. I thought the referee had a good game tonight, so there's no, there's no me looking at him. I did have concerns going in at half-time that only the one goal was enough because you know they're going to introduce Belly, uh, Dumbelli. Um, I think he, he's a, I signed him, he's a wonderful, wonderful talent. And uh, so you know he's going to cause us a problem. You've got Joe Ward then suddenly push high up the pitch. Joe's a wonderful talent. So they're full of good players. So what you can't do is help good players. You know, it's a pivotal stage of the game. Two or three minutes into the second half, we gift them a goal. Five minutes or four minutes later, or three minutes later, whatever the uh, numbers are, we gift them another one. And uh, it's a... It's a simple run out of the channel, we deal with that, but then we don't mind when Billy's running. They get a better fortune, but they get a better fortune because they made two great runs. And then the third goal is, you know, Jack Bonham makes a mistake, but normally if you if you make two mistakes, there's a definite goal when you're two centre-backs and make a mistake. You know, Jack Tucker's got three weeks to put the ball off the pitch. You know, it takes three weeks to get blocked. The cross comes in, which we don't walk hard enough to stop either. And, he, and Big John gets a, a cross Robbie Cundy and it's... A big learning curve for Ronnie tonight. Uh, Robbie, he said a lot of praise, but he's, he's a bit of a lesson in the second half. The Blues will face Bristol Rovers on Saturday. That's all for today. Thank you for listening. But you can also now subscribe to the IM News app to access all KM Group newspapers. Head to subsaver.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Kingsdown Meadow, located in beautiful Kent countryside. New homes available. Search Serenity Parks.